This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We've talked about it before, the frightening increase in so-called sextortion incidents. Uh, essentially, what we're talking about is a situation where a kid is persuaded to share explicit pictures, video, whatever, online, only to then find themselves trapped and facing further extortion. Uh, it's happening a lot alarmingly so. Uh, so much so that law enforcement agencies from all over the world issued a joint warning about what they're calling a global crisis. One of those agencies is Alert in our province. And joining us from Alert is Steve Brighton, Internet Child Exploitation Unit of Alert. And uh, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You know, like I say, we've talked about this situation before. It's not getting any better though, right? It's getting worse. Hundreds of kids continue to fall victim to this every month. Yes, and that's that's just in Alberta. Um, we've discovered over the last year um, that it is it's worldwide. Um, we're dealing with the the U.S., Australia, uh, the United Kingdom, and there's thousands and thousands of these incidents occurring. Uh, so, give us the details when we talk about sextortion. What is it? Where where does it happen? Is it on social media? Is it on phones? Is it on gaming systems? I mean, give us a you know a typical case if there is one. There's, for the most part, what we've found, um, there's sextortion, I guess, can be broken down into um, two categories, and it can happen um, to male and female victims. Generally, the offender will contact um, or add uh, the victim as a friend mm-hmm. um, on Snapchat. We're finding it's Snapchat and Instagram for the most part. So the victim will be contacted over Instagram, and they, the victim will generally not know um, who the person is, but the person will um, portray themselves as um, a good-looking female or a pretty female. Um, they will start a conversation. Um, sexually explicit images will be obtained from the victim. The offender will then create a collage, including the victim's face and their sexually explicit image. Um, then they will use the victim's contact list and threaten to send the images to friends, family, all their contacts, if money isn't paid. Now, on the other hand, this and that's we're finding it's mostly male victims, okay. um, 13 to 17 years of age. It does happen to um, female victims, of course, and that's been happening forever. Um, the project we've been work, working on is specifically the male victims right now. And then I imagine, I mean, in that kind of situation, I can I can see how most kids would feel trapped. Like, w- what do I do now? Because you, you don't want to reveal this has happened. You don't want it to get any farther. But I, I can see how people might feel almost helpless at that point. Exactly. And it's it's very embarrassing for the victims. Nobody, nobody wants to have their images out there. And first and foremost, yeah. um, the victims of these offenses real, need to realize and the parents need to explain to them that they actually are a victim. They didn't do anything wrong. It's not their fault. Um, the people that are doing this are predators, and they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly who to target. And I guess it's that that's the first thing, right, is you need to create an environment with your kids where they 
ex- would expect that kind of a response rather than, oh, oh, now you're in trouble. I mean, you need to have, saying there's safeguards or, oh, my kid wouldn't do that, don't go down that path, right? Exactly. And um, with the proliferation of the internet and um, COVID over the last few years, this has exploded. There, there's more people staying at home, more people on their devices. Parents um, need to be aware of what their children are doing online, um, and they need to monitor their activities because a lot of kids, they don't share with their yeah, parents. Yeah. So you have to build that trust with your parents, and parents need to have trust with the kids so they can basically discuss anything that's going on. And, and as parents, for... Oh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Keep going with the parents' life. I was just going to say... Um, Parents um, need to understand um, that this is a it's a serious problem. They need to monitor their children's behavior. If they see any changes in behavior, withdrawing, locking themselves in their rooms, they need to be able to talk to their kids. And there's tons of resources available out there on the Alert website, um, Department of Homeland Security, all over. There's all sorts of resource links that parents and kids can access. When it comes to kids, and, and I say this with all the love in the world, because I mean, I mean, I coach teenage boys in hockey. I, I have a teenage son. I, I, I know how they operate. I was a teenage boy. Not the smartest creatures on the planet, Steve. You, you know what I'm, I mean? You can tell them and you can explain all the risk and all the downside, but they'll still be led down that path. You and I both know it. Is there a way to try and help them help themselves here? You, you know what? That's that's the age-old question. Yeah. Is, um, I mean, Teenage boys are teenage boys, exactly. and they, they, they will do what they will do. Um, they need, I guess, first and foremost, they are victims, but they, they need to understand that it's, it's basically illegal to send those pictures. And they, they, they just they can't do that. Yeah. So yeah. It's, they're basically creating child pornography and sending child pornography when they do that. But the important so thing they, is they're, they're going to do it, and you and I understand that. We all understand that. So, the, so the important aspect here is okay. It's going to happen. What do we do in the follow? And the follow up is, hey, you're the victim. You're you're the one that you. It's okay to ask for help here. Oh, for sure. And I, I guess I mean the big things are is that if you don't know the person you're speaking to who befriends you or tries to add you as a friend. If you don't know who the individual is, don't add them as a friend, don't talk to them, don't engage with them. That's the biggest thing, um, because there's all sorts of people, um, pretty girls included, they're going to try and take advantage of you. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Steve, great information, and we'll keep getting the message out and, and try and help out as many kids as we can. Thank you so much. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.